Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 70, and I'm drinking Gosling's Black Seal Rum. For each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. So I chose Gosling's to feature on this episode because a friend and listener named Steve suggested it, and it's also got a good story. Plus, I haven't done a rum in a while, so what's not to love about rum? Okay, so the bottle I have is a standard 750 milliliter of Gosling's Black Seal Bermuda Black Rum. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails for $19. The bottle is fairly classically shaped. It's clear glass, but the spirit inside is very dark. It has a little base at the foot, and then it's just a cylindrical bottle with a, a shoulder that's evenly rounded and a nice neck that you can carry it with. The front label features Gosling. It's in gold foil against a black background. And right below this, it says since 1806. But the main label is really the logo of a black seal balancing a barrel of rum on its nose above a ribbon that reads black seal. And then there's 80 proof Bermuda black rum below that. The top is a metal screw cap and on the collar. It has the brand name Gosling since 1806. Back label is a clear label that gives a little brief story of the spirit. The brand also features a cocktail, the Dark and Stormy, that I'll get to, and then obligatory government warnings. Okay, let's open it up and have a taste. Fresh screw cap. Comes right off. And as all spirits I taste on liquor and liqueur connoisseur, I'm using a clean Glencairn. It is a whiskey nosing glass. It's tulip shaped, ideal for seeing, smelling, tasting, and enjoying a spirit. So let's go for a pour. I'm also tasting neat. So that's right out of the bottle. No dilution, no ice, room temperature. And of course, in the glass, it is very dark. It, it's not black, exactly. It's not opaque, but it is a very dark rum. And on the nose, <laughs> that's the smell of the tropics. It's rum. This is what I think rum should smell like. Caramel, molasses. There's a sweetness to it. Uh, I like this. I like the smell. It makes me think of tiki drinks, and that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of dark rums, you know, flavorful rums in tiki drinks. Yeah, I like this. Okay, let's go for a taste. Mm. Oh, that's nice. The flavor I get right away is my mom's home canned plums. It's got that that canned fruit, this really rich flavor, but it's also spicy. There's some spice flavors to it. Let's go for another taste. Mm. 
definitely get some vanilla coming through. I'm kind of floored how much it tastes like my mom's plums, the uh, canning I grew up with. Oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. Not at all what I expected. One more taste. It's definitely rich. There's a complex flavor to it. Sweetness, the vanilla, the fruitiness, more than just the plums now on my third taste. The plums are really apparent for me. That's just where my mind goes, but wow, <laughs> this is good. This is rum with flavor. So on to the history. Gosling's dates to 1806, so says the bottle. And looking into the history of the brand, that's mostly true. So to start right out with it, Gosling's is a product of Bermuda. The giveaway being the fact it says Bermuda Black Rum right on the label. But the thing about Bermuda, it's not known to be big into agriculture. Growing up, I'd always held the notion that the island of Bermuda was smack dab in the middle of the Caribbean Sea, really tropical, with the famous Bermuda shorts, that Beach Boys song, the Kokomo that lists Bermuda right in the chorus, and then of course the Bermuda Triangle. So it's tropical, right? Well, technically Bermuda is subtropical and it's not in the Caribbean. Bermuda is actually a small group of islands that when you look at it on a map, it's roughly due east of Charleston, South Carolina. The closest landmass is Cape Hatteras in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and this is approximately 578 nautical miles away. And as for size, Bermuda is rather small. It has a total landmass of only 20.6 square miles. So it's not really big enough for large sugarcane plantations, which of course sugarcane is needed for rum production. It's also very populated, with somewhere around 70,000 people living on the islands. Bermuda is part of the British Overseas Territories and a remnant of the British Empire. So knowing all this helps set the stage for the beginning of the Gosling story. In 1806, William Gosling, who was a wine and spirit merchant in London, and a successful one at that, decided he would start a new business in Virginia, in the Americas, and charted passage for his eldest son, James Gosling, on the sailing ship Mercury. He sent his son with 10,000 pounds sterling worth of merchandise to sell, mostly wine and spirits. A sea venture for sure, but the problem was they were beset with calm seas doldrums, in fact. This being a lack of wind. And with a lack of wind, a sailing ship just sits there. So a journey that would typically take about six to eight weeks lasted 12. And the charter for the ship was only for a period of 90 days. And on the 91st day, the Mercury was done with James Gosling and his cargo. So far short of his intended destination of Virginia, the ship set a course for the nearest British port, which was Bermuda, and eventually made it there where they unceremoniously dumped James Gosling and his wares. The ship then promptly left. James wasn't exactly marooned though. The British colonized Bermuda several hundred years before. Bermuda was beautiful and the port city of St. George's had pink sand beaches and a mild climate. So, though America was the original destination, he decided to stay in Bermuda and set up shop right there where he was. It helped that there was nobody else on the islands in the wine and spirits business and he had an entire pile of goods to sell. Plus, the British Navy used Bermuda as a frequent stop, so James got a license to sell and called Bermuda home. By the early 1820s, his brother Ambrose arrived and took over for James. Ambrose began experimenting with blending and aging, and it's really with Ambrose where rum comes into the picture for Gosling's. 
The Goslings were importing rums and other spirits from the Caribbean and the Americans. Of course, they had sold everything that they brought with them more than a decade before in 1806. And as wine and spirit merchants, they needed products. So they were importing and then selling. And as was common at the time, the local merchant or importer would often blend distillates to create a better product or more consistent product for their customers. They would often create their own unique blend, a house blend, available only from that particular merchant. Ambrose did this with rum starting in 1857, and what he created became known as simply Old Rum. It was aged in oak barrels, and it would later be renamed as Black Seal. The rum itself is black, or more correctly, it's very dark rum, but as a style, it would be described as a black rum. There's competitors. You can buy a Captain Morgan's black, a Bacardi black. Everybody makes a black rum. And prior to the First World War, the Gosling's old rum was sold directly from the barrel. That's how it was done in the days. Bottling was uncommon. The rum would be poured into a customer's own vessel they brought in. And again, bottling was really rare for spirits at the time. And it wasn't even until the 20th century that wine was consistently bottled and sold on store shelves, pre-bottled. Wine and spirits merchants therefore dispensed measured portions for sale. However, visitors and locals alike wanted a way to keep some Gosling's old rum on hand or take it off the islands, as tourism had started at that time. And to meet this need, they needed some sort of sealed container. And the solution was recycling. The British Royal Navy had a base on the island, and the officers of the British Navy had an affinity for champagne, and they apparently drank a lot of it, casting off a ready supply of empty champagne bottles. The Goslings gathered these all up, presumably washed them out, and began filling them with their old rum and other bulk spirits. The bottles would be corked, but to keep them sealed, they would use various colors of sealing wax. The wax color would denote the spirit inside, with green perhaps being used for whiskey from America, but black was used for the old rum. Pretty soon, customers stopped asking for old rum and began simply ordering the black seal. It apparently took the Gosling family nearly 40 years to catch on to this trend and officially rename the product Black Seal Rum, but they eventually did. And in the 1940s, Francis Gosling came up with the logo for the brand of a juggling black seal with a barrel on its nose. A nice play on words for what was originally the color of the sealing wax on the bottle. Gosling's was mostly a local Bermuda product, but the export business began after the logo. And this was with Malcolm Gosling, another member of the family, who was passionate about the rum, and he took it off island, where he attended Boston College. Of course, in Boston. In the late 1980s, Gosling's started to pursue the trademark for the cocktail that Gosling's Black Seal Rum was particularly known for, that being the Dark and Stormy. The tale of this cocktail I'll get to in just a bit after talking about production, but wrapping up the history, a few other notable facts about Gosling's is that it is Bermuda's oldest business, having been founded in 1806. It is still also independently owned and operated by what is now the eighth generation of the Gosling family. Oh, and beyond the black seal, they also make and sell a lighter gold seal, and a modern incarnation of their old rum that is filled in a hand-numbered champagne bottle with black wax seal. And the rum contained within is aged for 16 to 20 years, making it a premium sipping rum. 
The company is also working on some other special bottlings and did a release of single barrel in 2019 named the Papa Seal Single Barrel Rum. It's limited to just 12 barrels a year. But the Black Seal is the standard bearer, and due to limiting their production capacity to exclusively Bermuda, it may be harder to find at sometimes. So let's talk about how it's made. The rum is not produced in Bermuda. It's not distilled in Bermuda from Bermuda sugarcane, because that doesn't exist. As I said, the island's too small, and there's other issues with that as well. But the rum is a blend of independently aged distillates ranging in age from three to six years, sourced from around the Caribbean. For Black Seal, it is specifically from Trinidad, Jamaica, and Barbados. These aged distillates are shipped in bulk to Bermuda, then blended on the island. Charles Gosling said during an interview in 2010 that they like to think of themselves like a cognac maker or whiskey bottler. They may not own the distilleries, but it's the way that they make their blend where they make something distinctive. Once blended, the rum to be consumed on the island is bottled on the island, but rum destined for export is shipped off island in bulk to be bottled elsewhere. This probably just saves costs and is more efficient. One of the key ingredients that makes Black Seal special is a Bermuda sourced ingredient, and this is Bermuda rainwater. Bermuda as an island is really a rocky little island out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It has no freshwater springs, there's no lakes or rivers, so by law, all buildings in Bermuda must have a roof designed to catch rainwater. They're all the same style, this being stepped to slow down heavy rainfall so the gutters can collect everything in an underground storage tank. And the roofs are white. They're either covered in a lime mortar, which has antibacterial properties, or white paint that reflects UV light, helping purify the water. But with the rise in population, tourists that expect unlimited water at the resorts, and the fact that Bermuda has nine golf courses, more than anywhere else per capita, those things all take a lot of water. So the island has several desalination plants to supply this fresh water. But locals drink rainwater. My hunch is Gosling's uses rainwater for their rums to help impart its distinctive flavor. The color for Black Seal is also natural. It comes from the used American bourbon barrels the distillates are aged in. The barrels are recharred, so they burn them inside again before aging. This helps impart more of the color to the spirit, but to get the uniform dark cover between the different blends, they add some molasses from one of the distilleries back into the blend for the color. I assume it adds a little of the sweetness as well. The rum, of course, is a secret family recipe. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. But that's basically it for production. They're really just blending in the old style of a wine or spirits merchant, importing various distillates and then blending them to create their own house brand. On to cocktails and consumption. Gosling's Black Seal is lovely neat, as I've enjoyed it here, but the Dark and Stormy is the national drink of Bermuda, and it requires Gosling's Black Seal rum because they trademarked the cocktail in 1991. It's said to have been inducted into the Cocktail Hall of Fame as the first modern classic cocktail, but I can't find reference to this beyond what Gosling's themselves say. A dark and stormy, according to Gosling's, is 4 to 5 ounces of Gosling's ginger beer. They make ginger beer along with their rums. Poured over ice, then topped with 1.5 ounces of black seal rum. A lime wedge is optional. The story behind the dark and stormy starts with the British Royal Navy. 
At the base in Bermuda, the Navy would serve morning tots of black seal rum, a tot being a daily rum ration. And also on the base, they had a non-commissioned officer's mess that produced ginger beer. And at some point, someone mixed the ginger beer with their morning tot, and the cocktail was born. In some markets, you can find Gosling's ready-to-drink dark and stormy cocktail in a 250-milliliter can. So in summary, what do I think of Gosling's Black Seal Rum? Well, first of all, if you're in the U.S., hit up their website and join their Happy Seal Society for promos, news, and as of the time of this recording, they'll send you a free tote bag, totally free, shipping included. So hit them up on that deal. But overall, this is a great rum. I love flavorful rums. I like liquors and liqueurs. You know, if you've been listening to the show, all of the different liqueurs that are flavored with all kinds of herbs and spices and whatnot, this rum picks a lot of that up. It's just distilled molasses to form rum, but the aging and blending process and that little bit of molasses they're adding back in, it's good. It, I'm totally stunned. It reminds me of my mom's canned prunes. I've not thought of that in decades, literally, but as soon as I took a taste, that's exactly where my mind went. That was the flavor note that I looked up in my mind and said, yep, this is what that tastes like with a healthy dose of spice and vanilla. Oh, this is great. I've been reading cocktail books and uh, a tiki book in particular, and for the tiki book, I need to expand my rum collection. I have a lot of liquors and liqueurs already, but I need more rums for a lot of these tiki cocktails. And Gosling's Black Seal is a great one to have on the shelf. It's also a great story, and I really like the fact that it's still family-owned and operated. When I was doing research, I found that there are six members of the eighth generation working for the company now. And it was uh, described as a lot of happy accidents. The fact that they didn't have enough wind to get to Virginia. Gosling's may have just ended up being some random wine and spirits merchant in the Americas. But because they didn't have wind, they got detoured to Bermuda. And the rest, as they say, is history. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Do tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorinthecoureconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. The show's also active on social media. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. Please follow me there. And just like this episode, a listener reached out to me and said, hey, you should try this Gosling's I've been drinking and suggested it. So that's how I ended up featuring this spirit. So if you have a favorite spirit of yours, please do reach out. Let me know. If you happen to be a brand and you think that you have a good story, reach out. Let me know. Contact details are on the website. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>